Hey everyone, it's LPJ. I hope you've been enjoying our show and the other podcasts on GameZilla Media. We invite you to check us out on Patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. You can support us at either the $1 or $5 tier. If you become a patron at the $5 tier, you get a ton of additional content, including the post credit scene. That's our monthly Patreon show. Thanks for your support, and hasta la vista, baby. It's 1995. Montel Jordan tells us this is how we do it. John Gary tells us that men are from Mars and women are from Venus. In Canada, a referendum is voted down 51 to 49% to make Quebec an independent country. Today, it's still together, and so are detectives Marcus Burnett and Mike Lowry. It's time for the last action podcast! Pop quiz, hot shot! Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need for need for speed. Please, you can kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Hey everybody, welcome to the Last Action Podcast. I am LPJ, and you know who's sitting next to me? A couple of bitches! <laughs> Man, this movie, they said bitch so much. <laughs> I was wondering where this aggressive uh, opening was coming from. Yeah! Man, you're, you're a bitch. I got, <laughs> bitch. I got bitch number one to my right, Sphinx, <laughs> bitch number two sitting across from me, Hovercraft Joe, and some silent bitch sitting right across from me. Jody's here, but not actually here. He's kind of here. I can't talk. Well, well you can't. You just did. The movie. <laughs> Boom. Shut, up, shut up, bitch. <laughs> you're a bitch. Listen, we, you're all bitches. <laughs> we are doing uh, the 1995 classic Bad Boys. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> I, uh, ah, it's I, late. Sphinx, I feel like LPJ's in a mood. And <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just I would, wanted. I would to just that. like to clarify, <laughs> it is it is not late, okay? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry late. you were talking, it's Joe. Late for yeah, me. I was just saying it's not late. Oh, okay. <laughs> Oh boy. Oh boy. Okay. So, Bad Boys. <laughs> 1995's Bad Boys. Was this the intro still going? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> I should probably turn that off. Oh, yeah, it's fine. It's oh. good. This is a, you know what? I think this is a good sign. <laughs> Came out in April of 1995. Yeah, April 7th, 1995. Five days I, from my birthday. I have April 7th, 1995. Yeah. Uh, I was almost nine. <laughs> So I guess uh, <laughs> fifteen. <laughs> it's because you're old. We all know this from from the Thor no, episode. Sorry, I was fourteen. I was almost fifteen. Uh, anyway, sorry, Sphinx. What do you, what do you have? Uh, earliest memories, first memories of this. <laughs> this is another one of those movies that we all sat down as a family <laughs> in the living room. Let's watch Bad Boys because Will Smith is the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. So this movie is totally going to be appropriate for the kids. It's probably, honestly, it's probably one of the more appropriate movies that yeah. your family has sat down and watched together. You're, you're not totally Considering wrong. there's no nudity, and really the worst thing they say is bitch. That's true. I don't remember any F-bombs. So I, I think there's some. There's Are there? a couple, yeah. yeah. Okay. 
what about you, uh, LPJ? I don't know that I've ever sat down and watched this whole movie. Oh, really? Man, really? I know I've seen pieces of it here and there. The only I, We went and saw the second one in the theater. Okay. And um, <clears throat> I, that was the first time I had seen a Bad Boys movie all the way through. Wow. Uh, I had definitely seen this movie. Uh, I don't remember when. It wasn't in the theaters. I mean, it was like 1995. I was... 15, so I didn't, or 14, 15, so I didn't see it. But I definitely remember watching it on home video or DVD or whatever, but I, I hadn't seen it in years. And to be honest with you, when I was watching it, I think I was confusing it with the plot of the second movie. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I kept was like, when does Gabriel Union show up? But yeah. <laughs> apparently that's the second uh-huh. one. Yeah. Um, what was our uh, critic review on this stuff? Well, it's called uh, Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I'm going to start with the budget. Okay. Yeah, dumb. Uh, yeah, but, bitch. <laughs> but budget on this is. Oh man, things have gone <laughs> off the rails. I haven't even been drinking. This is why I. Stuck I have around. been drinking. <laughs> I love last recording session. <laughs> Alright, so budget- this isn't the last one. This is the first one for this week. <laughs> so budget on this nineteen million, which is pretty low. I mean nineteen ninety five, I guess standards is still high, but yeah, I mean I, I feel like that's kinda low. Especially considering it's Don Simpson and Jerry Bruckheimer. Yeah. Yeah. Um so- and, and considering the fact that you know Will Smith and Martin Lawrence are big T V stars at this point too. I'm sure the- they ate up a big part of well, maybe not yet. But not untested movie stars. But though. not only yeah. But yeah. think about this: TV stars didn't really cross over into movies so much in '95. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Um, so domestic gross sixty five million, uh, worldwide gross one hundred and forty one million. So okay. big, pretty good, big big hit. Yeah. Um, came in twenty seventh of the top grossing movies of nineteen ninety five. We've talked about the top three a couple of times: uh, Toy Story. Batman Forever and Apollo 13. Uh, we've done two other movies in 1995 that were in the top 100. I don't know if you remember either of them. I feel like one was pretty recent. Uh, maybe. You weren't on one of the episodes. Oh, well. And one one was fairly recent. I don't know. Uh, 25 for the year was Heat. Yep. Oh, yeah. And 52 was Judge Dredd. Yeah. And that Rotten Tomato score is 42%. Wow. And an audience score of 78%. The 42 sounds low. The 78 sounds pretty right. Yeah. Yeah. It seems, uh, yeah, I could see. I could see critics not liking this movie. Yeah, 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 I agree with that. Maybe not to that extent. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, sir. Yeah, bitch. (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) Uh, Are we ready for the tagline? Sure. Cool, because here's the tagline. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Bad boys, bad boys. I'm actually not kidding. That's that's the tagline. Oh, it's really? What you're gonna do? Oh, <laughs> is there any other ones? No. That's it. <laughs> that that was it. Oh wow. I mean, it kind of it kind of writes itself. And, and I kind of double checked. Like I looked at like the uh, you know the poster, and that's that's exactly what it says on the bottom on all the posters I could find. Huh. Well, I, I mean, it makes sense. It does. So, what are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah. You know what? Are you ready for some lightning round? I'm ready. What you gonna do? Wait, wait. Do we want to talk about who's in this movie first? No. The director and all that? No. We're going to do lightning round first. Fine, bitch. Do it. Perfect. <laughs> Keeping this on background. Who was Fletcher? What the fuck? What do you mean who was Fletcher? In the movie. Who was Fletcher? I don't know. I John don't. Sally? It was John oh. Sally. Wait, I didn't know that was his name. Yeah. That was his name. 
Uh, Vic Marty, one of the bodyguards in the movie, was oh, in yeah. real life a bodyguard for who related to this film? Don Simpson? <laughs> yeah. Probably because the mafia was after him and his cocaine addict. Yep. <laughs> Number three, who recorded the song Me Against the World? Uh, Tupac. It was Tupac. Yeah, Tupac super fan. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> How many years apart is the sequel from this one? Three. No, it's more than that. It was like oh three, didn't it come out? Seven. Yeah, so that would be eight years. Eight years. There you go. Sorry, I had to math that. <laughs> Took me a bit of time. Michael, yeah, and of course, the third one's coming out like. Yeah, like yeah, uh, January, right? Yeah. Michael Bay was how old when he directed the film? 39. 25. 30. Wow, this is crazy. And how many films has Will Smith been credited being in? 20. Well, he's been more than that. I'm I don't say. know. It was a guess. <laughs> 55. 43 is the answer there. So 43 movies Will Smith has been in. Oh, I was surprised. Weak lady, right? <laughs> there was not much I could find on this I movie. I, I was actually really reasons. surprised. I, like I maybe I think this movie's bigger than it than it is. I mean, but they're doing like you just mentioned. They're doing the third movie like 16 years later. Yeah, it's weird. So there's got to be a following, right? I guess. At the same time, like you mentioned, it's Simpson and Bruckheimer. Well, huge names. Well, it made a lot of money, and I'm sure the sequel made a lot of money, right? too. So, so I, I am kind of surprised that there was not a whole lot to dig up on this film. So, anyway. Um, now we can go through our cast, right? Yep. So, we have, um, obviously, Martin Lawrence, who is the top bill for this movie. Which huh. makes sense. He was the bigger star at the time. Yeah, I, but it literally probably was right after this movie that Will Smith trumped right over that. That's probably true, too, Like, yeah. right after this movie would have been, oh, like, Independence, Independence Day. Day. Yeah, you're right. Because, yeah, Independence Day was right after this. Yeah. Uh, Wait, no. Was Independence Day 94? No, it was 96. 96. Yeah, I double-checked. Okay. Um, so, Will Smith, obviously. Uh, Joe Pantoliano. Joey got, Pants. Joey, Joey Pants, Pants, right? Who we've talked about in The, the Fugitive Matrix. and The, the Matrix, Matrix. Yeah. right? Um, Tia Leone is Tia Leone. Tia Leone. Yep. Is the chick Julie? Right. Yep. Uh, we've got Checky Cario. That's it. That's actually it. <laughs> wow. It really? It's Checky Cario. Sweet. Uh, wow. I just remember him. He's in Goldeneye. Yep. Uh, in the same year, came out in '95. Mm -hmm. And that's really all that I had down for names. Is there anyone else anyone wants to bring up? That was it uh, for me. Marge Helgenberger. Yeah, Mark Helgenberger's in it. She's like the internal affairs cop. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. What is she in? She looked really familiar, but I couldn't she, place what she she's was done. On, she's in movies, but she was also on, I think, the original um, uh, NC, not NCIS, uh, CSI. Yeah. Like the original that for a long time. Yep. Um, okay. that, that one dude from The Sopranos has that small role, too, as JoJo. Oh, Michael, yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael uh, Imperioli. Yeah, JoJo, the, the tire guy. Yep. You're right. Um, I've got some stuff on directors and producers, but I think actually before we do that, let's get to our networks. Yeah, uh, we I only did a couple. We've done this one before. Do you guys remember uh, Joey Pants? Do you do you have an idea about his net worth? It's not like three million. It's like twelve million. Uh, Eight million. Okay. Uh, Tay Leone. Three million. <laughs> yeah, three. Twenty million. Wow. What? Oh, yeah. you know what? She was married to to, to, to Duchovny. And I oh, bet you yeah. got a bunch of money from him. 
Yeah, because I was reading he was a sex addict. Or, yeah, 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 and so that's oh, why they got divorced. Deal. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, Martin Lawrence. Uh, <laughs> Two hundred million. <laughs> he cannot be that high. I, I'm thinking he's like forty million. One hundred and ten million. Martin Lawrence is one hundred ten million dollars. Damn. I mean, he had a successful TV show. He had a movie. He did. St- he was doing a lot of other cop comedies, isn't it? Blue Streak was Blue another one. Streak. He did. Yeah, he had. He had. He had a string of movies. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you don't hear much about him now, but I mean, he no. was huge for a while. And then finally, Will Smith. He's so huge. I'm, I'm gonna say like. 350. Okay. 300. 350. Way to go, Sphinx. Woo-woo! That's all I got. Cool. So, not to, not to make fun of the guy, but did you see the trailer for the new Bad Boys movie? No, I haven't. Martin yeah. Lawrence looks rough. Does he really? He does not look like he's in Bad Boys shape. Uh-huh. Will Smith totally does. Well, of course he does. That, I've seen it. It's a fair assessment. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even in, even in this movie... Like, it, they almost poke fun of the fact that Will Smith is ripped and Martin Lawrence is not, right? No, but I mean, like... He's just, does Lawrence, he have, like, have weight? Does he, like, Martin look Lawrence, like he's had a hard life? He like, what's he look like, like? I'm trying to get to that. <laughs> Listen here, bitch. He sounds like he had a stroke. Oh. <laughs> wow, then. <laughs> okay. All I gotta say to that is... <laughs> Got it. All right, all right, that's good. <laughs> what is that solo right there? <laughs> I was just trying to make sure everyone out there. No, we got it. You just destroyed everyone's speakers. Perfect. (laughs) It all it all adjusts. So uh, as we mentioned, the director (laughs) director is our good friend Michael Bay. Yeah, this is his first movie. Yeah, his directorial debut. It sure is, and he uh, did not like the script. Yeah, I I heard that he was kind of he was not a fan of it at all. He He is quoted as calling it a piece of shit. I saw that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, essentially all the scenes in here are improvised. Yep, they sure are. Um, and it sounds like the studio wasn't feeling great about it either because I have here that there were budget issues near the end. Yeah. And yeah. he had to fund a whole lot of the final parts of this movie. Yeah, he had the entire last action scene, like chase scene. Yeah. He had to fund uh, $25,000 of his own money. Yep, yep. Um, and what I found was kind of interesting, I don't know if you guys uh, caught this, uh, the original movie idea is actually a little bit older than than when this actually came out. Uh-huh. The movie was going to be called Bulletproof Hearts. Did either of you catch... Is this the thing with Dana Carvey? Yeah, yeah John, John Lovitz. Yeah, I, I did see this. Well, let's do... I, I'll tell you what. We'll skip ahead. We'll do role reversal right now. Okay. Just because I think it makes more sense. So, yeah. Because so, th- it, it's loaded, isn't it? From, from no, what I, I don't have a lot. No? I actually okay. only have... Um, I only have a few things. So, yeah. So, Dana Carvey and John Lovitz were the original kind of idea behind this thing. Um, it didn't kind of turn into an action film until later on. Yeah, because I was going to say, that would have been like an SNL comedy. I think that's what it was going to be, something along those lines. Yeah. Uh, and then it turned into an action film, and it was originally they were casting Eddie Murphy and Wesley Snipes. Huh. So I, I totally see that, and I get that with Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, absolutely. With, I, with that being Brockheimer and Simpson as well. Yeah, I, I think that would have been maybe a better movie. With the two of them. Certainly better action. I feel like you skipped over the, the fun part about why they ended up didn't make the Dana Carvey, John Lovitz one. Did you read that that part about it? No. Is it they like, I, I guess that they went or like Don Simpson had him out to like Las Vegas to like talk about the idea. And like Dana Carvey was like, whoa, Don Simpson is out of control and was like, I did not know that. Was like, I don't want to make a movie with him. 
<laughs> Somewhere I, I think I have like the exact uh, quote because it was like crazy because they were like, oh, we're definitely going to do it. And then uh, let's see, it says. Then he's just snorting coke at the table. Uh, yeah, it says uh, Domson sent arranged a trip for the actors and him to go to Las Vegas to celebrate their upcoming work. And Carvey was so horrified by the notoriously wild Simpson that he withdrew from the project altogether. That's sending crazy. the film into turnabout. Wow. Yeah. So Don Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes sense. Yeah, I mean, we, we've we've joked about him in the past, but wow, that's crazy. <laughs> uh, and then the other uh, role reversal I had was for Mike. Uh, it was or Arsenio Hall actually turned the role down. <laughs> so Weird. he had the role and was like, nah, I don't want to do it. And he actually, he's he's been on to say that that's like his biggest regret. Yeah. He's not doing this movie. That would have been weird with Arsenio Hall. It would have been weird. Yeah. And then Lawrence Fishburne was the other person attached to it. Huh. To do Mike. You know what? A young Lawrence Fishburne. I mean, there's not much comedy that comes from him, but but the character doesn't have a ton of comedy. I mean, yeah. it did. It eventually did because they threw the script out and just improvised. Yeah. But at the time. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Which you know, since you brought that up, watching this for the for the first time in a long time, this definitely felt a lot stronger of a comedy than I remembered. Like I actually felt like the action was was pretty low. 100%. I was like this movie is so comedy yeah. forward, comedy heavy if you will. Like I yeah. I felt the same thing rewatching it because I hadn't seen it in years and years mm-hmm. and years and years and I was like wow, I was like there's almost to a fault there's so much comedy in this movie. At certain points when watching it I was like all right, come on, let's mm-hmm. let's get going, okay? Yeah, it was it was like borderline rough because I, you could tell that they're like riffing off each other and it's like ugh. yeah like i think you could have made this movie a half hour shorter mm-hmm. and it still would have worked yeah this movie was surprisingly long oh my gosh i couldn't believe it when i started i'm like two hours no yeah it definitely feels it definitely feels you feel like every minute movie. of the two you hours. really do yeah my wife is a big will smith fan and she started watching it and she she's like i'm going to bed like yeah fair enough yeah. <laughs> and, and I, the parts that i had seen before were good but like sitting there it was it wasn't hard for me to sit down and watch the movie but like i watched it in chunks just because i was doing other things yeah i watched as it in i was chunks watching too, it yeah. and it, it was it felt i mean granted i was watching it in chunks but it felt disjointed like the movie didn't feel completely cohesive. I'll agree with that to a certain extent. I mean, I watched it beginning to end. Um, yeah, I to a degree. I don't think it's as chunky as maybe what you're saying, but there are some spots. It's like eh, I don't know what's going on here. Yeah, and, so. and there's a lot of stuff in the premise itself that doesn't make sense. Oh yeah, like I mean, we can we can start to get right into the yeah, plot let's, here. Let's, let's kind of work through it. I mean, essentially, there's this drug heist. Yeah. That is happening at the precinct right. in Which, Miami. I didn't even get that at first. No, they didn't really like show that off particularly well. Um, I guess having it behind bars gave me an idea that yeah. that maybe like it was you know confiscated. Yeah. Um, but whether or not it was like a federal building or the police precinct, which also like. I mean, I don't know how it works in real life, but I feel like it's not just sitting around like that. <laughs> I have no right? idea. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I know but, they have evidence lockers, but I don't know if that amount of drugs would sit there or if the DA would get involved and take it and confiscate it. I wrote down it was probably real drugs for Don Simpson. Because <laughs> it seems like every movie has cocaine in it. 
It's probably all his. And he, right? And yeah. he obviously had problems with it. I wonder to what extent that shit may have been real. Like, <laughs> He's I'm dead really now, right? at, Yeah, yeah. He died right after, or during Con Air, if I remember right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Which was actually only a year or two. No, it was like three years after this. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I will say I do like the very, like the intro to the movie when uh, you've got Martin Lawrence and Will Smith in the Porsche. Yeah. And they said that that was added, like that was basically a reshoot because they wanted to set up the dynamic of those two. So they added that scene where they get like the guys trying to carjack them and the Porsche and all that stuff. And it, it is a fun scene. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, there's some good lines in there. It's pretty funny. Um, and it, it's just funny because like they're like, are you really carjacking us? As they're like cops themselves, yeah. and you know that's good stuff. Um, but then yeah, then after it shows bad boys, you know then then we see the drug heist take place, um, and the the conversation is, is it an inside job? Right. right. So when they did the heist, they they temporarily blocked out the cameras. They they clearly knew the layout of the building. So they're thinking it's an inside job. But then this is where I kind of get confused because it's like, well, uh, the girl that you guys mentioned. Mark Helgenberger. Yeah. Captain Sinclair. Right. The captain is investigating them. Right. She thinks it was an inside job because the drug bus was it was all the drugs were a big bus that Martin Lawrence and Will Smith had. They like did this huge bus and brought all the drugs into the precinct. And she's investigating them because she thinks that. It had to have been an inside job, so she thinks somebody in the precinct took the drugs. Yeah, and so Joey Pants is trying to warn them, like they're going to shut us down soon. Yeah, which I don't really get that. Like, would they really shut down an entire precinct for an investigation? Like, well, they wouldn't shut the precinct down. They meant they would shut them down, and then their group would, the internal affairs group, would come in and take over the investigation. Oh, I was under the the idea that they were just going to shut down the whole precinct. Yeah, I kind of thought that too. Because then yeah. late, later on in the movie, she's like, "You're all being reassigned. This is over." You know, like like she was breaking up the precinct. So I yeah. don't know. I mean, you could be right. I, I it wasn't clear. That's that's no. obvious. There's a lot in this movie that wasn't clear. Either plot, so. either way, they got 72 hours to solve the case. Because you know, all these action movies had to have a ticking clock on them. Even though it feels like the movie went on for like a week. Right, like, because yeah. just by the relationship, you know, they were having with with each other, it seemed like they were just way too comfortable for only being around each other for two days, type of deal. Not, Wait, not, not, not Marcus and Mike, but oh, like, okay. like the the girl Julie that was, you yeah, know, Leonie. under, yeah, that was under the police protection. But then, yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so at this point, they're. You know, they're, they're pretty much told that because the, the drug heist actually came from Marcus and Mike. Like, they're the ones that, that were able to confiscate the drugs. Yeah. So that's why it became their job to find out why it was gone, apparently. Okay, that's, <laughs> well, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, that makes as much sense yeah. as anything. I guess that makes <laughs> sense. And then, so they're going back. I'm, I'm guessing they're going back to the old leads from the original case because well, that maxi girl... Well, is just kind of like a is it just kind of like a informant well, for, think, for Will Smith? I think she's just someone that Will Smith yeah. knows that knows a lot of people. She's like I guess a prostitute or I don't know exactly. Yeah, what she she's is. like a yeah. like a she's a call girl. But she knows like a lot of rich An and, and they find out that the, you know they're like hey this guy that took all these drugs probably going to be spending a lot of money so they're like if you hear anything like let us know kind of like keep your eye out for it. Yeah, and then sure enough, you know she does hear of. You know, so, you know, a guy calling them up at the Biltmore, yeah, which is a very famous hotel in Miami, and, and they even mentioned the film like it's Al Capone's place or whatever, yeah. Um, and then 
You know, the, the thing that I don't like about this film that kind of happens in the beginning is we already know, like, who the bad guy is. Yeah. You know, like, I like it when there's a little bit of mystery. Like, we were trying to figure out, like, who the informant was, but, like, you knew it was the the Russian guy that I said, Chucky Corio or whatever, yep. that, that he was going to be kind of the leader behind the whole thing. Because um, he comes in in the middle of the party. Fouchette? Is yeah, Fouchette, yeah Fouché is his name. Yeah. And it's Eddie's party. And yeah. we do find out, I believe it's right then and there, we find out that Eddie was an ex-cop. Yeah, Eddie was an ex-cop who worked in that unit. Uh, and he's like, because he stole a brick of the dope after the heist, and mm-hmm. he's basically getting high on it. So Fouchette shows up, and he's ticked about it, and he kills Max. Yep. Uh, and he kills Eddie. And Taylioni, who is Max's friend, is there, witnesses this, and she escapes yep. from the scene. And the way she escapes, she jumps like five <laughs> floors down to a pool. Like, she would be dead, right? <laughs> like, you can't um, sink that far down that high up without, like, breaking your legs or something. Yeah, I mean, I think the impact on the water would hurt her more than anything. Yeah, right? But she got out just yeah, you, fine. You're our physics guy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you would. she would... <laughs> at the very least. Okay, fair enough. Um, so then this kind of sets up like the big, huge, I, I think, kind of thing of the movie where it's like Max tells Tay Leone about, oh, Mike Lowry, I trust him so much. He's the only one I go to for trouble. So when Tay Leone gets out of this thing, she calls the precinct. It's like, I need to call Mike Lowry's desk. He's not there, but because she's the witness, they're, they make Martin Lawrence pretend to be mm-hmm. Will Smith, and that's kind of like one of the crux of the plots, because he has to pretend to be Will Smith, be Mike Lowry for a lot of the movie, and, you know, hijinks ensue, I guess. And, and it's fun that Julie, like, you're trying to guess, like, is she buying it or not? And obviously there comes a point where you're like, you know she's not buying it. Well, but. And, and that's my issue, that's my first major issue with this movie, is once Mike does show up, Mm-hmm. Why does it matter whether or not they keep up this ruse? It doesn't. It That's doesn't. <laughs> I don't get it at all. Like he just needs to say, "Okay, well, listen, we just needed to do this to get you safe." I'm actually Mike. You know, right? This is what's going on and because then there's, then there's the whole confusion with Marcus and his wife and them switching lives and all yeah. that. And like none of it makes sense. Like I don't <coughs> understand. I mean, I get it. They do it for comedy purposes. They right. need to do something to to bring comedy into it but but again it, it like it, it doesn't make sense like, there's no reason for it and i would even argue what is julie's purpose at that point well because they, they like because they already find out it's eddie well yeah but they eddie's dead and they can't remember they can't unlock his file remember that's the big thing is like but, they can't, but julie wouldn't have anything to do with that at but, that point would she because she she was looking through the list of people right because, and she did pick out who was at the party right no so she did uh, her job there too well, I think she's just under protective custody because I think the bad guys are still trying to kill her. But the they, question is, why do the bad guys want to kill her? Because she can identify him. So? I don't, I'm not a bad guy. I don't know. Yeah. And, and then, you know, they... So there's the scene where Martin Lawrence grabs her in his car and they catch his license plate. Yeah. But it's not until like an hour later into the film that we finally see that the bad guys are like scoping out his house. Yeah, they're just like... like wouldn't you immediately ass- like go after well, his house? Well, maybe they didn't know 
they maybe they didn't know how to. Maybe it took them that much, that amount of time to it, it match the like, plate to the house. It seemed like maybe also they were waiting to see Taylioni because when they do see Martin Lawrence there, they're like, "Well, there he is," but we don't see the girl. The boss said we got to grab the girl, so I think that they were like focused on getting her. So maybe that's why they were just staking out the place. I don't know. It's not clear. Like you said, a lot of stuff's not a hundred percent clear in this. Yeah. Yeah, and I still like. So if if the bad guys know that she's told the cops who they are, as long as the they stay hidden, the bad guys stay hidden, they can make their deal and be done with it. It doesn't really matter whether or not she can identify them. Right? Hey, hey listen, man, you're making some good points, but yeah, <laughs> the like the like four people that wrote the screenplay would beg to differ i guess well the four people that wrote the screenplay probably shouldn't have gotten screenwriting credits considering most of the scenes were improvised <laughs> that's that's very for sure. I, I just want to say now i don't know this is the appropriate time but my mvp of this movie is joey pants he is, yeah he is like my i was favorite. about to bring up the scene where he's shooting basketball uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> with a cigar in his mouth he is like my favorite part of this movie he yeah but that, really bas- that basketball scene is great where he just <laughs> mi- bricks everything and he's like i was making all of them before you guys got here uh, i totally simply Sympathize with uh, with Joey Pants in the basketball scene. He is great. He's great in this whole movie. Yeah. He's like the typical, like stereotypical angry police captain, uh-huh. but he's so good in it. I, yep. I love him so much in this. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I guess it just becomes more of they're they're trying to just ask people and figure out what what's going on. I mean, there just doesn't seem to be a lot of movement. Yeah. Kind of in the story, right? It's just it's more really. It's more of like. I guess just watching the interaction well, between the cops, between well, Smith and Lawrence, it does kind of become that way. Because it's like she identifies one of the shooters, and they know he's at this club, so they go to the club hell, which, by the way, that reminded me a lot of John Travolta's club in yes. uh, the Saints Thomas, and Sinners. Yeah, Saints and Sinners, club hell, and then Saints mm. and Sinners. So they go there, and there's kind of a battle scene there, and there's that weird thing where he's fighting, and <laughs> Martin Lawrence is fighting the guys in the bathroom, yeah. and it's like, I was so weird because there's like a fish tank, so it's like, wait, people can see in that bathroom because there's that shot where you see Will Smith that's <laughs> yeah. just like sitting out there having a drink and you can see behind him is Martin Lawrence fighting in the bathroom and I was yeah. like that's a weird club um, yeah. because that's one of the big action set set, peak, set pieces is at that club they have a big fight and then there's the chase where they're driving the truck with all the ether in it that they which I don't understand why why did they bring the truck with the ether to the club I don't know right like I mean I I don't that, really fully get what the so they said that the ether helps make the drug more potent. They no, they to cut they the drug. Cut right? the drug. That's so how they you can cut make the more drug. Money with it. Okay. So, but I don't know why it was at the club, and then they yeah. took the and then they had the chase scene. So that happens. And, but you're right. A lot of it is like almost like a sitcom setup. Where like, oh, Will Smith's uh, hanging out with Martin Lawrence's wife, and he thinks something's going on between them, so he's gonna go and like jeopardize the case by trying to go to the house and. Yeah, which I mean, that is a funny scene, you know, because he like he he mishears what's on the phone, and then <laughs> okay. you know it is kind of funny. It is funny, and then you know, like, like Julie is on the bed, like trying to kind of make the moves on him, but I think she's doing that to mess with him because again, yeah. I think at that point she knows it's not him, you know, yeah. he's yeah, not totally Mike. Um, but you know, it gets him thinking, and he's all freaking out at that point. And then, yeah, then he goes after, and they tackle each other. But I like it in that scene because the bad guys are there. Yeah, and they're watching them the two fight, and they're like, "We could just cap them real quick right now." 
you know and then that's when their backup show up to yeah yeah to get the guys so that's a fun scene can we talk about i don't know exactly where it fits in but that weird scene where they go to that liquor store so she can oh yeah it's yeah. like it's clearly a liquor store but for some reason there's a shelf shampoo? of shampoo in the back and why is she buying shampoo I don't know. It's so weird because it's like it's like if you went into any common liquor store where everything, all the shelves are booze and beer, and for some reason in the very back there's a shelf of shampoos. Yeah, how is there? How are there not drugstores in Miami? Like, find a CVS or a Rite Aid if we need some shampoo. And I guess that entire scene was was improvised as well. It's yeah. it's so unnecessary though. The guy, that stereotype guy running it, he says freeze mother bitches. Which yeah. I mean is kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny when he's like and, and give me some tropical fruit bubblelicious and some Skittles. Yeah, and some Skittles. Which I remember that from the trailer. I do. It's funny because some of these lines I do remember from seeing it the first time and from the trailer and that the Skittles yeah. one is one of them too. Yep, yep. I enjoyed. I really like this to roll us back a bit. I like the scene where they've already they've already established that Marcus is in Cleveland, quote unquote. His wife thinks he is. Yeah. And so the wife calls Mike at the uh, at the precinct, and then he's still talking. He she she's hung up, and he's still talking. Oh like yeah. He's talking to her. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that part was really funny. I liked too when uh, Julie is apparently like a vegetarian, so she keeps commenting on. Uh, uh, Martin Lawrence's like food choices and he's like offering her the bologna sandwich yeah. <laughs> and he like you know she describes how disgusting it is and he's like well how about this pickle is that alright and she's like it's awfully salty <laughs> he, he just dunks it in like some coke yeah he's like is this better <laughs> like that's pretty funny he just takes a bite off of it I mean there are some funny scenes in oh, yeah, the there's movie definitely, there's definitely good comedy it, in it, it just you know it doesn't really connect to anything you know but whatever <laughs> So, um, I mean, it's it's hard to kind of track. Like you said, it's a little scattershot. But uh, essentially, they end up going back to JoJo, the tire guy. He tells them where to kind of find where they're cooking the drugs, which is on the ship, like in the harbor. Which I don't get that at, at all either. Is that seemingly... Well, it's not the greatest place to do it, because doesn't he argue that like that's why he, the, the dock there's, gets there's shot? There's like too much like humidity or something, isn't there, to do yeah, it? Yeah, like how do these guys not have anywhere else to do this? I don't know. I think it's... Because it's secluded, and they have use of that sh- that giant ship, which they need. Yeah. But they also had use of that airplane, that yeah, abandoned hangar. airplane hangar. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure because like they go there, but then they get spotted because I, Taylioni. I'm sorry, in this movie, she's the worst. Like yes. I have so many notes where she's, she's just annoying. Yeah, and like so. They it kind of all comes to a head because they follow him back to Will Smith's apartment. But like when they did the bridge chase, they filmed it and the news copter, and they gets played on the news. Yeah. So Martin Lawrence's wife finds out, and so she goes to the apartment. So all the stuff's like converging at the apartment, and then the bad guys show up, and there's a shootout, and they take Tia Leone because for some reason they still don't. Oh, I know why. So they take her. There's a chase scene. Will Smith's running around with like his shirt open and stuff like that. Which and, real quick about that. Uh, my Michael Bay wanted the shirt clean off, and Will Smith said no. Oh, okay. So that was the agreement that they There's had. There's a lot Is of that... weird stuff that Will Smith said he wouldn't do. Oh, really? Yeah, like he said, like there's that scene at the end where um, Martin Lawrence says, I love you, and yeah. Will Smith did not want to do that, did not want to say, I love you back. Oh, yeah, I think I read about that. He was arguing with Michael Bay a lot yeah, about it. and then it. finally, like... After the entire day of arguing, he finally gave in and said, okay. Which I wonder if that's why these sequels are so far apart, is that they maybe don't like doing these. And 
it's just more like a money grab than anything else. Because I, I don't know, remember. Maybe. Is Michael Bay a part of the other two? I'm uh, the sure. the yeah, one I'm coming sure up and the second this, one. I think he directed. This, I know he directed the second one. Yeah. I don't know if he's directing the third one or not. I don't really remember. I'm going to look it up real quick. So, so uh, kind of to move this along here, um, they take Tay Leone and they're like, "Hey, they call him and say, if you try and mess up our deal, we're going to kill her." Um, but they end up. They finally get. They they bring in John Sally, uh, and he. Am I getting a no on he directed the second one? He, he direct- did the second, second one, one not but the not the third one. Okay. So this is where they bring in John Sally. He unlocks the <laughs> Eddie Dominguez file. That's when they find out that, oh, the police receptionist, she was his uh, girlfriend, Eddie's girlfriend, and yeah. they blackmailed her into like basically giving him all the specs and everything for the station. Which is weak, I would say. Yeah. It was I mean, not a strong way to try to represent that. So she has like a cell phone number for him. They're able to track that, which by the way, how hilarious is that? Like they yeah. may act like tracking a cell phone is such a big deal, which it was in 95. Well, they are like, using pagers all throughout the movie. But so. it's like really funny. <laughs> like it's like the computer, the graphics like so bad. And it's like any, like I could like track a cell phone from my house now if I wanted to. And they like have this yeah. giant computer and it's like a big deal. So I thought that was kind of funny. Um, so they track him to this old airplane hangar where the uh, deal is going down. And that's kind of where this giant, extremely Michael Bayish final action sequence oh, goes yeah, out. Oh, yeah, it's our climax. With, sure. like, diving and all kinds Slow of guns. Mo. And they drive a garbage truck through a wall, and there's a car chase, and... Yeah. Did... Did... Um, Fouché always intend to double cross the guy he was selling the drugs to? It seems like it, because oh. he shot his ass pretty damn quick. Oh, I didn't think so, but maybe. Oh, I mean, as soon as things went sour, like, he immediately shot his ass i guess i don't know i thought i thought i i I thought that was his plan the whole time but i don't really know why because if it was because he just wanted i guess he just needed to get the money and then didn't need him anymore well if if that was his plan the whole time why bother wasting time cutting the drugs i that's a great question i thought he just killed him when things went south i thought he was just going to do the deal normal and get the money but then things shit started to hit the fan so he just killed him because he thought he that i think the guy that was buying the drugs thought he was double crossing him so i think he killed him so he didn't kill oh him. vice versa well, okay. and i even wonder too like why are you cutting the drugs in miami why, well, why, why didn't you go somewhere else to do it or like you said even originally like just sell the drugs as is Right, like you know, the police are going to be all after you. Like all, all these trails would yeah. like it would have been over. Right, they would have gotten away with it. But I mean, I guess <laughs> I guess maybe our criminals aren't always the smartest in the world. Even though they had a hell of a plan to get the drugs, they just didn't know what to do after they got them. <laughs> it it seems like because I would even say like you know like 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 Mike and and Marcus do aren't really great detectives in this movie, <laughs> oh, right? No. Like they there's are, like virtually no detective work that that happens. See, right? Like when I think back to like Beverly Hills Cop, like you know Eddie Murphy, Axel Foley is a smart detective in yeah. trying to solve what's going on there. He but these two out. are just a bunch of knuckleheads. But then it's acted like in the film that they're like the top detectives in the <laughs> precinct. Maybe that captain chick was right. She should have closed down the damn precinct. This is the best that this. <laughs> precinct has yeah it was, they were not great so no. it, it ends somehow in a car chase where they're like on an airfield and there's yeah. like a small gap and they make it through the gap and fouchette crashes into the wall 
But he's like, okay, so he's trying to run away, and Will Smith shoots him in the leg, and then they go up to him, and like basically Martin Lawrence talks him out of killing him, saying it's not worth it. But then, of course, he pulls out a hidden gun, mm-hmm. and then Will Smith shoots him, like, I don't know, like 18 times. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> And then that's like kind of the end of the movie, except for that funny little bit where he like handcuffs Taylioni and Will Smith together, and he's like, "I gotta go home and get my special time," and like walks off. And then they play Bad Boys. But again. then I like Will Smith's line there. He says, "You got shot in your leg. Your dick probably won't work." <laughs> he does say that. Yes, <laughs> that is a good line. And then yeah, they uh, play they play Bad Boys again for like the third time in the movie. And yeah, they do. That's it. I, w- I won't play it again. <laughs> no. <he's not. laughs> so yeah, that's uh, Bad Boys. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. I so, will say one other thing. Yeah, um what what Taylioni is wearing reminds me of the creepiness that Michael Bay has been busted for in, oh, totally. in later <laughs> movies, right? Cuz cuz he's famous for forcing Megan Fox in the Transformers movies to to look really like scandalous and to show a lot of skin and it's like like why is she wearing this short short skirt and well, that, running around like create like all that of was it is super 90s that was like very 95 <laughs> but i feel like he's still exploiting her oh, totally. and her looks yeah, and 100%. you know i just i don't, I don't think taylor is that great i'm not a big taylor fan I, in general I, no. I like i said her character in this movie is very irritating i have so many notes that are like taylor is the worst taylor is awful uh, Taylioni messes everything up. She like, does mess she's just, everything up. And it's like, I get that's like how she's supposed to be in the movie, but it's it, it didn't really work for me. Well, and it's like, you know, she when she going back to to when she she leaves the police protection to go to the club to shoot the guy. Yeah, like you know that you're already working with the cops. You shoot the guy, you're going to jail. Your life will be over. Right. Like I know you're pissed that your friend died, but you're currently w- working with the police. Like, I don't get why she felt like she had to do that. That didn't make any sense to me. I, I and then it motiv- ruined it. Yeah, I didn't get the motivation for a lot of things in this film. Like the the like the like uh, the criminals. Why are they hanging out in the club? Why don't they just lay low? <laughs> exactly. Like well, you again, just why are they just selling low. the drugs immediately? Why do they got to cut it and make it whatever? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't have a lot. Unfortunately, I don't have a lot of answers to your guys' questions. No. But do you know what I do have for us? Because we didn't do it earlier. I've got Tupac for us. Oh, shit. Okay. So it's it's in the middle of the film. It's it's almost like a little montage when I think I think they're heading to, to Mike's apartment for the first time when Marcus and uh, Julie are heading there. They start playing this song. So here, here is the classic Me Against the World. It's just me against the world from uh, Ja Rule. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Um, any final thoughts before we get into our ranking here? Uh, no, I mean, I think we covered most yeah, of it. Yeah, we covered most of it. I think we're definitely ready to write this thing. <laughs> All righty. Excuse me. Um, since Jody's the guest here, we'll let him <laughs> decide who wants to... Do you want to rate this thing? You want us to go first? or? I'll rate it. It was five bad boys. Five bad boys? <laughs> Based okay. on your guys' description, I've never seen it. Five bad boys. Okay. Who, right. should, who should go next? I think that you should go next. Okay, I'll go next. Um, yeah, this movie is pretty good. It's not great. I got a lot of issues with the plot. <laughs> It's funny in parts. <laughs> I'm surprised you started with this movie is pretty good. I, I actually did not expect that at all. Yeah, you know, it's all right. It's got, I enjoy, I enjoy Will Smith and I enjoy Martin Lawrence. And I think the two of them are good together. I think the plot is asinine. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. The motivations of the characters don't make any sense. Um... I mean, when there were explosions, the explosions were cool, and the action was cool, because it's Michael Bay, and he just kind of does that stuff well. Uh, but in general, you know, I wouldn't care if I never saw this again. So I'll go right down the middle and say two and a half machine guns. Yeah, I, the only thing that kept this movie together was, was Martin Lawrence and Will Smith. Not, nothing else in this film did it for me. I, I actually was was disappointed to, to rewatch this. Like I definitely thought it was a lot better of a film from from when I've seen it last time. Uh, I was sadly disappointed. I, I'm giving it two machine guns. This is not something I need to see again. <laughs> I, I'm I'm pretty close to you guys on this. Um, it, it just it, it didn't it, it wasn't what I remembered it being, and it just it didn't work. Like I said, it, the mix of the comedy and the action. Like I like the comedy stuff, but I just I don't feel like they did a good job of meshing the two. Like the and it 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 was too long. It dragged. Like the comedy stuff was funny, but there was a little too much of it. You could tell that they were riffing on set, and after a while, it's kind of like, all right, guys, we get it. You you know like move this along a little bit. And like you said, the plot wasn't as, I mean, there's a lot of things that don't make sense in it. So I'm going to go with uh, LPJ and give this 2.5 machine guns. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Well, there it is. Bad boys. Do you guys Clunker. plan to see the, um, do you guys now, based off of this, because I feel like the second one is probably not going to hold up particularly well either. I don't know. Do you guys remember, plan to see the next one? I remember that people said the second one was much better than the first I remember one. the second one, I feel like. I think everything I thought I remembered about the original Bad Boys is actually from the second one. So Okay. I don't know. I, I might see the third one out of curiosity. I don't think it's one I'll be seeing in a the theater, but it's one I'll rent. I'll see it eventually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, I will see it eventually. I, you're right. I don't know if I'll see it in theaters. All right. So with that, we are last action podcast, are aren't we, we LPJ? We are. Yeah, wait, we, wait. We are. No. Are we? No, yeah, we are. Yeah. Yeah. Bitch. Yeah, this is not noobs and dragons. We do not <laughs> <No>. have <laughs> we do not have Craig and, and Matrick on stage with us. No, tonight. can you imagine we had Craig and Matrick on Oh, I can. It was in the Willow episode. <laughs> yeah, true that. <laughs> so we come to you uh every single Monday. And on gamesillamedia.com. On gamesillamedia.com. And iTunes. And iTunes and, and Spotify. Stitcher. Google Play. There's another one that I don't use, but I heard it exists. Podcast, podcast Attic. Yeah, well, that Podcast Attic just pulls from all the others. Oh, gotcha. Okay. But we are every Monday, and then on Tuesdays, we have the GameZilla podcast. Yeah. Um, just a few episodes ago, or maybe even last episode, we had our fearless leader, Grimlock, 
doing an episode with us. Did we decide that that was going to be the order there? I don't know. Sure, why not? <laughs> so, and if he hasn't come on yet, then you got a surprise next week, everyone. <laughs> we just blew it. Um, and then we also have Noobs and Dragons, as we talked about a moment ago. Oh, that, yeah, we're uh, on that one. Yeah, we are. That's yeah. on Wednesdays that Bitch. that comes out. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have control here. I'm cutting your mic. It's late. Uh, and then we have The Legend of Retro on Thursdays. We've got Noiseland Arcade on Sundays. I do some music blogs if you want to check any of those out. Um, we have some streamers. There's a lot of stuff on GameZilla Media. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. And uh, we hope you enjoy it all. And we hope that maybe you consider helping us out a little bit further besides just listening to us each should, and every month. You should Monday. hit the money button. So, you know what? I think that's a good call. But you're not on the right thing, so you can't do it just yet. Well, I can do it right this very, very second. Boom. It's an addicting button, isn't it? Damn it! <laughs> Why did you have the X on me? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're going to ask for money. And they're like, no way in hell am I giving this show money. These guys are a bunch of jackasses. But if you find us humorous and enjoy what we have to do, there are two tiers on patreon.com slash Media. There's a $1 tier and there's Get you a votes. $5 tier. Get you shows. That's exactly right. So there's all sorts of additional content at the $5 tier. Yeah, Joe's ready to leave and so am I. Uh, and so we offer the post credit scene that comes out once a month. That's our show. Oh, my God. All the other shows also have specials on Patreon as well. So patreon.com slash Media. Please consider helping us out. I'm going to help you out by putting an end to this episode Wait, so we don't have to hear. Anything oh. you want to plug, Jody? He wasn't even on this episode. <laughs> I don't think I need to plug anything. You guys, you aren't the last action podcast. In my heart, you're the first action podcast. Yeah, Aww. you see that? That's we great. got one fan. <laughs> <laughs> so this last action podcast has been terminated, but we'll be back. Oh, I don't get to say anything. And the show, bitch. I know